all to a fresh brand new episode of Off The Talkative Show. If this is your first time listening, you are welcome to the right place. The Talkative Show is the right place for you. And if you're returning, mm, I welcome you guys, Talkative fam. Okay, so like I always say, uh, for you to be a Talkative fam VIP, all you gotta do is um, share this this episode share the podcast on your uh, socials and to your friends and to be talkative to be part of, part of the talkative family all you gotta do is just subscribe and hit the follow button okay and now I have an extra sport if you want to be a talkative fam vvip then drop a five star review on apple Podcasts on itunes and guys guess what you are officially a vvip i also give you a shout out if you do so Okay, so today on this episode, we're discussing on a very, very interesting final topic with a very seasoned and interesting personality. We're discussing on choices and decisions. Yes, at this age, we make a lot of choices. The good, the bad, the ugly, the right, the wrong. Right? But this episode is here to shed light on the issue of choices and decisions. So our guest today, Miss Kendra Johnson, is a mom, a grandmom an educationist uh a public speaker and a writer yeah she's a very very interesting personality and i hope and i believe that you guys out there listening will learn a lot from miss kendria all right guys let's let's go listen and please don't forget listen to the end of this episode it's for your best it's for your good yeah you will learn you'll learn a lot okay let's do this So um, we'll be discussing on choices and decisions. I uh, went to your website and uh, I thought this is this would be the perfect topic so we can discuss. Okay, so okay, so uh, ma'am, in your words, can you help us define what choices and decisions are in your perspective? Oh, sure. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's an honor. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, for for me, that question is is it's quite loaded. It seems almost like they're the same thing. So I, I assume that's what we're here to discuss. Well, how they're different. Well, to me, choices are the grocery store, and your decisions okay. what you buy at the grocery store. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Choices are going to be like the buffet, and then your decision is going to be what you choose to get from the buffet to eat. Right. So that's yes, what you, yeah. Okay, I, I I never thought I never thought of it that way. Like of I'm currently blushing right now. It's it's awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, how how can we know if the choice or the two are making is the right one for us? Well, you it's, it comes uh, choices and decisions. And right or wrong comes from years of experience. Um, mm. When you're younger, you just make impulsive. You, you're, you're impulsive. You don't know um, what the consequences to some of the choices that you make um, will have. That's why you have adults around you telling you, you know, what's right and what's wrong. But when you get older, there's nobody there to tell you what's right and what's wrong. So you have to figure it out for yourself. Now, with wis- with age comes wisdom. So when you get yeah. older, you figure it out. Okay. 
But yes, I say, if you have, I, I assume you have, I don't know the, the age group of your audience, but if there's young people out there listening to me, there, that's not to say that you should go through life being so cautious that you never make the wrong choice. Because in my experience, wrong choices are the things that teach you. You don't learn anything by getting it right the first time. So if you mm. mess up and you, you make a wrong choice, that's what life is. You figure out how to fix it. You figure out what you did wrong. Go back, retrace your steps, and make a different choice the next time. So it's 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 a, it's a double-edged sword. But you know you don't want to go through life making a bunch of mistakes. But at the same time, you can't learn anything if you get it all right. If you, everything's great, you have this sense of entitlement where you just mm. you, know, you you don't you don't know what rejection is or you don't know what failure is if you get it all right the first time. So it's yes, two ma'am. things. It's two things that you have to remember when. You're trying to make the right choice. Just make the choice that feels good to you. Because believe it or not, we all have this um, this inner this inner um, voice that kind of gives us leans us to what's right and what's wrong, depending on how you were raised. So if you listen to that voice, in my uh, you know I'm, I'm older, in my um, uh, as I've gotten older, as you, if you listen to that voice, even if it doesn't sound like the right choice, it could be on, on in the long run. But you know, as young people, you know. We just do it. We do what feels good. We do it. We, we don't care about right or wrong. Sometimes we just do what feels good. So when yeah. you get better, choices become easier. Decisions become harder. But when you're younger, everything's easy because you haven't messed up yet. You haven't made a lot of mistakes. But yeah, like I said, mistakes are part of life. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm so happy right now. Like you have literally answered most of the questions I'm going to ask you. So um what influences our decisions what is influences decisions what influences our decisions oh um there's a few things there's a few factors and of course again i'm just i'm telling my age but i have you know grown-up kids and i have grandchildren so as i've gotten older i realize that there's there's a few factors okay there's environment Mm. There is uh, there is how you were raised. It's your inner compass. It's your compass of right or wrong. No one gives you that. You just kind of develop that over time. And then you have outside influences like the society and you know the media. A lot of things are, believe it or not, are influenced by you know what we see on the outside. Think about the advertisement world, the marketing world. We are they influence us to think something's wrong with us, so we got to buy their product, right? But then yes, when, you, yes. when you get to be my age, you're not waived by any of it. None of that phases me, like at all, because I know better. I know I'm only influenced by what I want and what I need. I don't, I'm not influenced by what I see on advertisement so much. You know, yeah, yeah I, every once in a while I'll get in my car and go get a taco because I saw a taco on TV. But <laughs> I, I wanted a taco, you know? They just talked yeah, me into yeah. it. I wanted a taco and so, you know, but if I don't like tacos and I don't eat meat, then no, I'm not going to be influenced by a taco commercial. So it's a few things. So I, if, you, if anybody's listening and they want to write this down, make sure you write down. It's, it's your environment. Your environment makes you, it gives you influence about the decisions that you make. Your, the people that you are around, your influences, a, a lot of time people are influenced by your people, by the people around them. My grandmother used to say, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. Because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. All those things we've all heard, that mm. is true. Your people around you influence you. Then you have your that your inner self. Now, whatever you call your inner self is up to you, but I call my inner self God, and that is my biggest influence. That's the person that uh, that influences me the most. Do I always listen to him? No. 
but you should. It's a really good, um, the, um, even if you don't believe in God, I've talked to atheists, I have friends that don't believe in God, there's still something in you that tells you not to go down the dark, scary street. There's still something that tells you not to do that. The hairs on your head stand up. So listen to that inner voice that tells you what's right and what's wrong and that it helps you influence you in the right direction. Mm. <laughs> okay, so ma'am, how can we uh, control the influence? Like, how can we control the influences, the things that influence our decisions? How can we control them? Um, well, the, a lot of things that are um, in your control, like your environment, but a lot of things are not. You know, Les Brown says that 87% of the things we take in every day are negative. That goes from the news to the, the, the ads that I was telling you about, the road rage, all the things we go, the, the, the cars honking, people being rude to each other in the street. We are influenced by that without even knowing. That's what we call a subconscious, you know, influence. Mm-hmm. The subconscious mind does it. It takes all that stuff in without even knowing it. I remember um, before I started doing ebooks, I was doing um, my favorite uh, form of music, which is hip hop. I love hip hop. And I would listen to hip hop on the way to work. Well, I would get to work mad. I would get to work upset. I would get to work like, move, get out my way. Get out my way, please get out my way. I would get I, I would get out of my car like that. But I realized that, that that music was influencing me. And I have control over that. So I just did a mind shift. I did a mindset shift. I still listen to hip hop every once in a while. I just don't listen to it on the way to work because I want to be in a pleasant mood when I get to work. So I put on um, motivational speaking, spiritual uh, work, spiritual music, and um, uh, eBooks. I start listening to eBooks. And so that made all the difference. Now I go to work, you know, and I have the right, I can say good morning to everyone and without being angry because you control those in your ear gate and your eye gate. You can control it on a conscious level. Now, if you're taking in information on a subconscious level, there's still things you can do. You can meditate to get that stuff out. You can do some uh, self-talk and and flush it out because um, when I was getting in that state, I started to realize, okay, okay, Kendra, what are you mad about? Why are you mad? And then, oh, I'm listening to too much rap music in the morning. Let me stop doing that. And that's all because I had a, a conversation with myself. And it wasn't because somebody told me to stop doing it. I started saying, oh no, I need to be in a better mood when I get to work because I deal with children. I'm a teacher, so I don't want to be in a mood, bad mood when I get to school. So you control that. The things that influence you on a subconscious level, flush it out. The things that you have control over your ear gate and your eye gate, that means what you see and what you hear, you control that. You can't get mad because, you know, your friends all gossip. If all of your mm. friends are gossiping, you need to find other friends. And if you don't like to hear gossip, find other friends. I've had to do it several times in my life. Just recently, as a matter of fact. I don't like this conversation and where it's going, ladies. I'm going to go ahead and leave and go home. Okay? I can control yeah. that. I can control what I hear. I don't have to be around all that negativity if I don't want to be. Um, I recently decided I was going to do a news fast. I'm going to stop watching the news for a week because I need to clean my mind from all that junk that the news, the news is nothing but bad stuff. The wars, poverty, inflation, more wars, mm-hmm. politics, everybody hates each other. I don't want to hear that on a regular basis. I'm trying to build a business. I'm trying to, you know, sell books. I'm trying to, you know, be in a positive mindset. I don't want to hear that. So to answer your question, you control on a conscious level what you hear and see. But on a subconscious level, let's say you are you in, a, in a, an environment that you don't have any control over. You're on a bus, public transportation, you're in, you know, in a movie theater or something like that. You always flush that stuff out. Flush it out. When you get home, flush it out. There's a way you can get that stuff out of there. 
I, 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 my daughter says to me all the time, Mom, why do you always watch a scary movie? Because I'll watch a scary movie at night and then can't go to sleep. Whose fault is that? <laughs> Whose fault is that? Is it my daughter's fault? No. So I'll call her in the middle of the night, which is pretty much daytime there. Why are you up at 3 a.m., Mother? I told you to start watching those scary movies. So, you know, it's that. That. Now, that's a silly example, but it's exactly what I'm talking about. So now I got to go and watch cartoons so I can <laughs> decompress my mind. Yeah. And, you know? So those are the things that influence us, and those are the things you can do about it. Thank you very much, ma'am. I'm learning a lot right now from you. And thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, so I believe while growing up, you uh, also had your own fair share of making wrong choices. So yeah. can you share with us uh, how the choices you made that were wrong and how, how were you able to handle them? Okay, well, that's a, that's a loaded question, Jeremiah. So if you, if you would behoove me, I would, love, I would love to give you the spiel, but I'm going to try to give it down to six minutes. Is that okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, so I'll tell you a little bit about my story. My story is about 12 minutes long, but I'm going to half it for you. Is that okay? Right. Yes, ma'am. So I want you to imagine a 14-year-old girl in a um, in a clinic with her mother. Now, the girl thinks that she is there because she has a stomach virus, because everyone in the family has had a stomach virus, so she thinks she has it. The mother is there because she doesn't want to get the stomach virus again, and so she has she has her in the, uh, the emergency room. Well, they take her back in the back. They ask the mother to stay in the front. The nurse is very angry with the girl and she doesn't know why. They run all the tests. She, they, they do a urine test as they're supposed to. They do a blood test as they're supposed to. And they do a swab of her mouth and like they're supposed to. And the, the nurse is just angry with her and she doesn't know why. So she asked the doctor when he came in, what did, what is, what, what did I do? What, what happened? What, why is she mad at me? And the doctor says, what do you think the test revealed to the 14 year old girl? And she says, well, I probably have some kind of virus, stomach virus, but I don't know now because the nurse is mad. Why is she mad? The doctor says to her, well, this, the, the test does not reveal that you have a stomach virus. The test says that you're pregnant. Jeez. In this moment, in, in this moment the 14-year-old girl wants to kill herself. She wants to die in this moment. Tears, ranting, raving, screaming, cries. For 15 minutes, she cries in the doctor's arms. The doctor, who is very, very sweet, says to her, you're not the first girl this has happened to. You're not even the first girl today that this has happened to. Now, I have to examine you to see what's going on, but I really want to help you. So I want you to think about what you're going to do and let me help you tell your mother. Now, I don't have to tell you that that 14 year old girl was me, but that, that, that day I felt like my life was completely over. I felt like I wanted to crawl, crawl in a hole and pull all of the dirt upon me and die right then and there. I just wanted to die. And if anybody out there has felt that way, I understand. I contemplated suicide for the next um, six months of my pregnancy. And while when I had that baby, I knew that this was the day I was going to commit suicide. I knew that I was going to go home, give the baby to my mother, and you know, um, you know, take my life, take my own life. I won't say how. I'll just go. I was just going to take my own life. And something happened between the time I decided I was going to do it and then the time my family was visiting. Because it was the day I hated. It was the day that I dreaded. And that was when the family was coming to see me and the baby. But I couldn't kill myself while I was pregnant because I at least had to give the child a chance to live. But I knew that my child deserved better. That little girl that I had, she deserved better. I was too stupid to be her mother. I was too dumb to be her mother. I was too naive to be her mother. 
how could I allow myself to get into this situation at 14 years old, even though I was only 14, and, and t- let this little boy, you know, talk to me and tell me things about myself and tell me he loved me and I believed it. I was naive, I was dumb. So this child deserves better than me. So I dreaded this day, but something happened that was the worst day of my life turned out to be the turning point. Now my family comes in, I'm sitting in my bed, and my bedroom is um, in the medical facility, is um, and there I'm in, and, and the baby's sitting next to me, and the um, the bed becomes like like a coffin because you know I remember I'm gonna I'm gonna commit suicide as soon as I'm done with this I'm going to kill myself I'm gonna end my life as soon as I they, they, we get I get out of this hospital I'm done. My family comes to visit you know it's my mom it's my grandmother it's my cousins it's my co- my little cousins big cousins it's my older cousins and they're all standing around my bed and it feels like a funeral it feels like a funeral and they're all smiling at me saying oh she's so cute. But you could tell the sadness in the room. There was an un, unspoken sadness. There was an unspoken, um, you know, disappointment in the room. I couldn't put my finger on it then, but I knew it was there. And the tension of it was so thick that you could cut it with a knife. Last, the last person to come in was my aunt, my mother's sister. She comes in and she says, give me the baby. I want to see her. So they hand her the baby and she says, oh, she's so cute. She said, oh, look at, she looks just like, well, I don't know who she looks like. Who is her father again? And she says that and everybody's, you know, kind of, mm, there she goes saying stuff she's not supposed to say. Cause you always have that family member that's gonna say what everybody else is thinking. And she said it out loud. So here we go. So everybody was uncomfortable, but they decided to go ahead and leave. She gives the baby back to my mom and they walk out. As they walk out, I can hear my aunt at the door crying and screaming and saying, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then something happened that I haven't been able to explain until now. Something happened where I had a vision of the future self. I had a vision of what I was supposed to be. I had a vision of, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm not gonna be what she thinks I'm gonna be. And whatever it is she thinks I'm not supposed to have, I'm gonna have that and then some. And whatever she thinks I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be that and then some. I got angry in that moment. And it was like God himself reached down from heaven and put, pulled something out of my back and made me sit up straight. He made me, he made my back straight. He made my neck stiff. And he made me sit up and pay attention. Because I decided in that moment, I was not going to kill myself. I am going to live. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to prove her a liar. I'm going to live to make sure that no one else has to go through what I'm going through right now. And I looked down at my baby and I said, we got work to do. And from that moment to this moment, I made, I started, it was then that I made plans. It was then that I started goal setting. It was then that I discovered who I was because I wasn't going to be this typical teenage mother. So when I decided, and when I graduated high school, of course I graduated high school, you know I did. But when I graduated high school, I said I was going to college and they laughed at me. My mother laughed at me, my, my, uh, my grandmother did not laugh. My mother laughed at me and her sister laughed at me. Huh, you need to be worried about getting a job so you can take this baby. And so I was like, I am going to take care of this baby and I'm going to college. And I stood up for myself then. That was the first time I ever talked back to these people because I was raised not to speak uh, back to my elders. And I went to college. And even though it took me three tries to get through college, I did. If I had to take my child on my hip and put her in my backpack, I took her to school with me so I can get my, my, um, my bachelor's degree. And I eventually got my bachelor's degree. My daughter was 10 years old when I, when I walked across that stage 
and the and, and the people that were supposed that laughed at me weren't even there. And then I said, then they said, well, you know, yeah, well, at least you can. Oh, what kind of job are you gonna get with this degree? I'm gonna get a job. Don't worry. And that's when I decided to become a teacher. A lot of things happened with, with between that time and this time to become a teacher. But I decided eventually that I would be a teacher. They laughed at me again, but I got my teacher certificate. And not only did I get my teacher certificate, I got a master's in education right after I started teaching because I decided that whatever was going to happen to me, it wasn't going to happen to my daughter. Whatever I, I whatever I struggled with as a as a preteen and a teenager, it wasn't going to happen to my child. And so when I graduated from uh, with my master's degree, I was the only, the only person in the family to graduate from college. And I had a baby, I had a child, I had a kid to raise. So then <laughs> fast forward 30 years, that child that I had 30 years ago, 32 years ago now, 30 years ago, she also graduated high school, then college. Then she was recruited by NASA to work uh, for NASA her, her junior year in college. So my daughter's never had to look for a job because NASA came to find her. And she also has a master's degree in business administration. And she has been working for NASA ever since. I am the epitome of even though you screw up, even though you make bad choices, even though you're influenced by the wrong people, you can always make a comeback. Setbacks can be your comeback. You can make your tragedy your triumph. You can make your wounds your wisdom. I am living. I'm done. <laughs> okay, like I, I, I'm speechless right now. I don't know what to say because I, I've learned a lot today. It's really, really. I'm happy right now. I don't know. I'm having mixed feelings. But thank you very much for sharing the story with us today. It is it will go a long way. And I hope and I believe that our listeners out there will also learn from you. All right. Can I um, um Jeremiah, are you gonna share my, my contact information in your blog or are you going to you want me to share it? No, you can share it, but I'll also add it to the description section. You will share it? Okay, that's all I need. <laughs> Um, yes, if anyone ma'am. wants to contact me, it's just www.iamkendra.com. That's I-M-K-E-N-D-R-I-A.com. And uh, my book is there. I wrote a book about my experience. I have another book coming out about my teaching career. Um, and yes, my daughter still does work for NASA. She still works there. And she has two beautiful girls of her own. So um, if anybody wants to follow up with me, all of my contact information is on that website. www.iamkendra.com. All right, then I'll make sure I the chance session of this episode. Okay, so ma'am, can you give us your final word? Uh, time is fast. Ten, so can you give us your final word? Ten seconds? Woo, okay, I'll try. <laughs> I'm long-winded. <laughs> I will try, Jeremiah. All right. So um, I just want to make sure that everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice knows that you can, you can come back from any kind of bad influences or any kind of bad decisions or bad choices that you make. There's always another day, and every day is another day to get it right. Thank you. Mm, thank you very much, Mr. Johnson. I'm really, really happy uh, for taking out time to speak on this podcast. It's our pleasure and our delight. And we are... Okay, so you guys have heard from the horse's mouth. Please, I'm begging you all listening. Learn from Miss Kendria. It's worth it. You get. We all come. We, we, we all come to a point whereby we 
been caught in a crossroad whereby we have to make a very very tough decision you get so don't allow anything negative influence your decision don't make decisions when you're angry and don't make them when you're sad make sure you are in the right state of mind to avoid any consequences or damages that you come on your that will bring up on yourself make sure your mind is in a calm state before you make decisions and choices okay like how she said if you want to contact mrs miss kendra johnson you can head on to her website at imkendra.com which is in all which is also in the description section of this episode so you can check it out and check out check her website and also read her book know more about her also for personal contact and mentorship you can contact her easily on her website and also if you want to get featured on this show you can just head on to our facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash the talkative show yes and uh, you can send us a dm or post uh, uh make make a post in the comment section to draw our attention or you can just use the hashtag on facebook or on twitter the hashtag dds yes and uh you will be featured on this show this is sponsored by ad culture i'm your humble boy jeremiah bye bye enjoy thank you for listening Thank you.